couple years down the road, you uh, you wake up on a Thursday morning, get out of bed a little later than you uh, than you normally would. What time do you normally wake up? Would you say? I'm gonna say six a.m. So normally you're up very early before the sun. Some days, you know, a lot of days, most days. Every day you get to witness the sunrise, regardless of what you're doing or where you're where you're at. When the sun rises, you stop and just kind of look at it for a moment. Every single day, and you I just sort of. Wistful. Sorry. Oh, I do wistfully. Yeah, it's a it's a. Every day that the sun rises, you look at it and you think, another day. What a miracle. And then you continue on throughout your morning. This day, you don't see the sunrise because you give yourself a chance to sleep in. It's, uh, <clears throat> you're going out of town. You're going to uh, a convention. You're going to uh, a convention called Charles Cotton. Big fan, yes. Big so, fan of Charles Kahn. Charles Kahn uh, is a convention for Charles's. It's uh, very Charles centric. Basically, if your if your name isn't Charles, and you try to get in, they'll fucking kill you without a second thought. You know, they'll beat you to death with their bare hands. They'll spit on you as you die. They're brutal to outsiders, and that's kind of the reason that you're going. You have decided to go to Charles Con this year, and you're going to record an expose. Because uh, a year ago, you had a, a friend who was a documentarian who had told you about this thing called Charles Con, and you're like, you're just like, it's it's just such a dumb fucking idea. You're like, why? And and why would they be so aggressive to other people? Um, <clears throat> so he convinced you. He's like, we need to go. He goes, we need to go. We need to see it. We need to document it. He goes, imagine how crazy this is. It's like, it's, it could be, he looks at you and he says, this could be our Jesus camp. Hopefully. Yes. So he, he totally sells you on this idea. So the two of you a year ago today got on a plane together from Austin to, uh, to go to Charles con. It's in, uh, Charleston. <laughs> South Carolina. So, so you guys, uh, you guys take a flight from Austin to Charleston. You land. You, uh, <clears throat> your uh, documentarian friend, uh, his name was Tanner Tarpley, and he was like, he was like an edgy, like documentarian who was always like trying to expose the truth you know what i mean he wanted to expose people's truths and by god he was going to expose charles con so the two of you guys get on a flight you go to charleston you land you uh you get to an airbnb tarp it's what you called him tarp gives you uh your new identification it lists you as uh charles fillmore and he shows you his. It lists his as uh, Charles Malone. And so you guys are like going to sneak into this thing. He's got spy glasses on. You got spy glasses on. 
you walk into Charles Con. You know, you, you purchase your tickets. How much are the tickets? <clears throat> because your name's Charles, they're they're free. If your name wasn't Charles, they are three hundred and eighty five dollars and then you are beaten to death as soon as you enter. So yeah, I mean deal. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem I don't even know why they list it, to be frank. But it's there. <clears throat> so you guys uh the guy at the uh the guy who's like checking IDs, same as Charles. It says that on his on his shirt. So he's wearing like a security guard uniform, says Charles on it. He's checking just IDs. Yeah, it's just Charles. <clears throat> he uh he checks your IDs and you feel just like you know you're just gonna like break out and sweat at any second. You know? You feel like all these eyes on you. You feel like you're you're on a tightrope, you know, what's gonna happen? You're you're playing with your life right now. And how's uh, tarp? I, yeah, I call him the tarpster. Uh, how's the tarpster? Tarpster is. I mean, he's in the same boat you are. Like he he this he lives for this. He's kind of like I said. He's kind of a bad boy. He rides the razor's edge. You know, he's uh he's looking for the truth and he wants to expose it. So as as uncomfortable as this is right now, by God, this is this is why he's a filmmaker. You guys get through. Yeah, it, it's it's eminent. You know, you don't think you've ever met anybody more passionate than the tarpster. So you guys get in. He puts like a hand on your shoulder and he goes, "We fucking did it." You put your IDs away. <clears throat> You're walking through. Uh, they got a bunch of like exhibits, you know, a bunch of like stands and stuff. There's the like uh, the history of the Charleston Chew. And uh, a lot of, there's a lot of Charleston Chew like sponsored stuff there. They have a uh, they call them the shitters by Charleston Chew. It's just like the porta potties. It's a little bit uh, single track line on the Charles population. So. Yeah, I mean, there's well, I mean, if you think about it, there's not a lot of avenues to go down. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fair. Yeah, yeah. there's a. Uh, would you say this contributes to their rage, possibly? I mean, their alleged rage. I mean, I'm I'm not particularly sure. I'm not. I'm, I've never I've never walked a mile in a Charles's shoes. You know, my my grandfather was a Charles. Uh, he had heart issues. He bought a horse and watched it die. You know, he didn't live an easy life. He's now dead. You know, I mean, there's like, yeah, you know, there's just not a whole lot of Charles to pull from. But they do what they can. They have a they have like a ballroom. Where you can only dance the Charleston. Naturally, yeah. yeah. There's a uh, there's like a, a VR studio where you can relive uh, a live studio recording of Charles in Charge. It's pretty nuts. You uh, <clears throat> you you look over, you see like seventy five people in VR headsets, a green glow emitting from underneath each one. You see all the wires run up into like one thick cable that runs into the ceiling. And there's a hole cut in the top of the ceiling. You can see daylight kind of peeking through it, like they made it specifically for this event. And you see that the the cable is kind of like pulsing. And you think, oh, that's fucking weird. So you're there. You're just walking around. Is the cable pulsing with light? <clears throat> pulsing like a sinuous uh, snake movement. Like the fucking slippery snake. 
you've seen in your goddamn life. That makes sense. You look at the movement of that cable, back and forth, side to side. You get lost in the cadence of its movements. You look at it for just a moment, and it reminds you of a time when you were a kid. You snuck out to like this wooded area one summer. <clears throat> you were like, uh, you, you were supposed to stay with like uh, another kid that you knew. Uh, uh, this, uh, his name was uh, Charles uh, Wilton, and he was like a you know kid you knew growing up. <clears throat> his uh, his family had some land kind of out away from you know where you were growing up and uh one summer you went out there you and charles you walk down to this creek that's kind of at the the edge of his family's land uh charles tells you like the family on the other side of the creek the uh the filtons they don't get along and there's like a long-standing dispute over whose creek it was and as you're standing there you look across and you see one of the filton kids jet black hair bright blue eyes just staring at you from across the creek and the, the look on his face just said I fucking dare you to walk over that water. And you look down into that creek and you saw this slippery ass snake just slithering across to your side. And it's making the exact same movement as that cord going up to the ceiling. It's like I was there. So you, uh, you kind of like walk around, you know, <clears throat> you're observing what's going on. Uh, you guys have, like I said, you got your, uh, you got your glasses on. Your walking glasses, uh, just, just natural, uh, normal eyeglasses. No, these are the the spy glasses. You got a camera built into them. You know, it's uh, okay. everything's being uh, uploaded. It's being streamed. Streamed live, you say? Well, like you know, to like it's being like streamed into a to a server. So it's uh, you guys are going to compile it later, but you're uh, you're recording everything through these spy glasses, and uh, you're walking around and you're just like listening for like any anything that seems out of place or anything that seems like uh like they might be up to something you know what i mean besides the kind of mild psychosis of putting a bunch of charles's yeah know, it's just it's just like a yeah it's just like a we there's a weird vibe there's like a weird kind of strange scary creepy neighbor vibe to the whole thing you know just a clarification does yeah. anyone ever go by chuck or chucky or chuckles or formal charles always you asked the tarpster that before you took the project like once you had agreed on it and he looked at you and he reached out and held your hand and he goes it's charles anything else will get us fucking killed so you're uh you're walking through right you you guys witnessed the entirety of Charles Con. You witnessed the opening speech by Charles Grodin. You uh, you witnessed the closing musical act, the Charlie Daniels Band. It's just him. Nobody else in the band is named Charlie, so it's just just him. But they call him the Charles Daniels Band, uh, and he he lets him do it. You know, he he's he's there. He he respects what they're doing. So you you witness the whole thing, and it's just the weird, creepy energy about it. And uh, you're kind of walking around. You've got like a like a bug in your ear to where you and the tarpster can communicate. And he tells you uh, that behind the stage, he found a, he found a room that leads into a basement. He says he's going to go check it out. So you, you wind up going down there. You, um, you see that like you get into the basement and uh, you see like four or five people like chained up to a wall. 
they just look like emaciated uh they like they've been there for a long long time you know they just look completely terrified that there's somebody else in the room with them you know they're just they're just mentally broken and the tarpster's like recording the whole thing and he turns to you with just like this look on his face and he goes holy shit what are they doing and then he's like we gotta we gotta get these guys out of here we gotta call the police so you guys like take off right you run through uh you run through charles con right you're like it looks kind of suspicious uh and you guys are like running and uh you see that like one of the x's is closed off and you yell through the crowd you go tarpster that exit's closed and when you call him tarpster everybody turns and looks approximately and, how many uh charles's are there i mean point? probably eight nine hundred i'm not sure what the count was that day but all of these people like turn and look and they all just like give this death glare and Tarpster looks at you with fear in his eyes and he just says, run. And he ran through an open door. You managed to get into a car and you never saw Tarpster again. So you get on a plane this morning because you're going to right or wrong. You fly to Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston, yeah. You've got a fake ID. You get an Airbnb kind of near the uh, <clears throat> the building, right? The uh, the convention center place. Sure. Yeah. Is it affordable? Airbnb just for yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's forty five dollars a night. It's pretty good. I mean, it's just you know simple one bedroom place. Got everything you could possibly want or need. You know, standard. Nice. So, if you if you were murdered there by a convention of Charles's, would you be happy that you stayed at that Airbnb? I mean, if that was, I mean, no. I mean, if you were going to be murdered there, you, if you knew it was like your last Airbnb, you'd probably splurge a little. But um, if you didn't know you're going to be murdered, then yeah, I mean, it's probably there are definitely worse Airbnbs for sure. Great. Great. So you stay in this uh, perfectly reasonable, economically priced Airbnb. You uh, you go to the uh, like the website, right? You you get like they have like a map kind of set up so that people can see like where the day's events are. And there's like a schedule on there. What kind of events uh, we talk about? Uh, the Charles Daniels Band and so forth. Charles Daniels Band. Uh, like I said, there's there's the VR uh, thing for Charles in charge. You know they. So not a lot of yeah. They kind of exhausted their possibilities. Really, they just redo it each year yeah but it's like i mean there's a lot of episodes of charles in charge but also uh they like they'll like show like uh death wish but just the scenes with charles bronson only you know what i mean they'll show the entire series with just him like they, they do some other things that are a little more creative but it's 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 pretty much one note but everybody there seems to be perfectly all right with it you know they know what they like they're the people who uh, have gotten chicken McNuggets at McDonald's every day for the last 10 years, and it's perfectly okay. You know, like it's just they like what they like, goddamn. So you're looking over everything. Well, sorry, what are their feelings? This is important. What are their feelings on Charlie Brown? Because okay, it is Charlie. It's Charles Brown. Uh, but it's Charles Schultz, too. So, like, 
like it's they're pretty they're in everything they're pretty divided you know there are some people that just based on principle alone will never recognize charlie brown as as being part of their tribe but there are other people that are like it's charles schultz like you have to respect that you know that should qualify it but there are some people are just like fuck no dude i'm not i'm not doing it and frankly it's uh it's caused a couple fisticuffs in the past but you know charles from one charles to another like you know the not all brothers get along you know so they they settle their differences and, and keep going so you uh you're in this airbnb right you put your bags down get your laptop out you pull up the uh the website go to the bathroom you take a piss wash your hands smell the soaps come back out you turn the tv on and the tv is set <clears throat> It's set to like a, I don't know, some sports channel or something. And you look and there's a football game on the TV. It's the uh, Chicago Bears at the New York Giants. And they're calling the game When Big Cities Collide. Because <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, the Bears are like uh, eight and two. The Giants are, are seven and three. Uh, Giants, you know, have possession of you know wild card right now and uh the bears are fighting to hold on to the central and it's uh it's it's a really important game and a lot of people are watching it so you just kind of turn it on to have something in the background you start unpacking your bags you look up at the game because like the audio stops and you're like, what the fuck? You kind of look, and in the TV is the most buff referee you've ever seen in your fucking life. This guy is just like chiseled, competition-worthy physique, just totally bronze, gold. He looks like rich metals. You know what I mean? He's just like, he's just, he looks like he's valuable just based on this, uh, the appearance of his, his hot, oily skin. Like he smelled the passing through the through the tv almost. yeah you can see the veins rippling up and up and down his arms fantastic you see him like looking at you through the tv and he goes richard 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 why does that go just to, just to clarify i mean you know how when referees like talk they put that speaker on okay so it's it's echoing through the stadium too kind of but it's really just like an echo of his voice Okay. Almost like that's just what happens when he talks. It's <laughs> inflection, yeah. So he, he calls your name out. You don't really answer. You're just looking at him. You see that like his hands come through the screen and grip the side of the TV, and he just steps out through the picture and sort of floats down to your floor. And he has like the face of an old white man. Like he's probably like he looks like he's in his like late sixties, but he is just fucking jacked as all hell, you know? Is he approximately normal real life size when he comes through the TV? Or are we talking in a longer situation here? No, no. He he looks like a, he's about six foot two, two hundred and thirty pounds of fucking beef, right. chiseled, hot, oily beef. So, uh, ref, what are you doing here? He looks at you and he goes. Richard, Richard, Richard. So he says, uh, my name is Calvin Morway. I'm the buff referee. 
and the gods have granted me the ability to change the rules. He says, from this point forward, you can have one hour of perfect disguise, but you must remove your own face. Or you can have one laser eye, but it is always on. I will provide you with an eye patch if option B is chosen. And he sort of like stares at you and he gets in like a stance where he's like, he's got like his whistle to his mouth. Like he's ready to fucking make the call, you know? Sure, sure. And after this hour, no repercussions. Back to normal. Face is stored safely. He doesn't answer you. He just stares at you. Does he seem trustworthy? I mean, he walked out of your television. It could go either way. You know, and his his yeah. body like clearly doesn't match his face. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's your that's your call to make. I've got a death to avenge though, so um well, sorry, an alleged death. Disappearance. I'll I'll take the the face swap. I feel like that's uh, I need to go on this quest to find these people who may be still in the basement of this convention. Um, if so, if I've been very derelict in, in my rescue of them, but nonetheless. So you tell him you tell him all that. He says You have chosen one hour of perfect skies, but you must remove your own face. He blows the whistle and it's like it he blows it at your chest. You know what I mean? And he blows it and you just get knocked over with a force you've never felt in your entire life. You feel all the all the all the air just gets sucked out of the room. You gasp hard. You kind of come back up from it. And you look up and he's like walking back towards your TV. You look at the TV and all the players who are in the game are like peering through. They're like looking at you and they're like kind of like talking to each other. They're kind of like, what the fuck? Calvin Morway levitates back in or he like just sort of, you know, just levitates off the floor and goes back into the television. He blows his whistle, resumes play. He leaves nothing behind for me to contact him or no. Bears win the game in the last second field goal. 31-28. But at this point, am I waiting for you know the after game celebration? Or I feel like we should probably get on this Charles Cone thing. If it's still happening, or maybe it's past in the time that this is So you you finish watching uh when big cities collide and uh you know it's a captivating game sure. you kind of turn the tv off and you look back and on the on the on the pillow is a scalpel you can see your reflection in it what do you do yeah I mean, I feel like at this point, based on the deal, I would probably start removing my face. Um, he didn't leave any instructions behind no. storage. Mm. No. Anticoagulants. Yeah. No. All right. Well, uh, I mean, again, I've got a job to do, so it's uh, going to start some face sushi. So you uh, start making face sushi, you know? A couple you think of them, you go, here's a Richard Roll number one. Ingredients, my face, and that's the only that's the only thing in the Richard roll. It's more sashimi, really. Yeah, yeah. It's Richard sashimi. Yeah. You say sashimi, you know. You have a little laugh to yourself as you put the scalpel to your your chin. 
you press it into your flesh and you sort of like drag it up the side of your cheek and it it like let's be clear it fucking hurts okay it it definitely hurts but it doesn't hurt as bad as as you as you think right it it you feel like it should be worse so uh over the course of a couple minutes because you take your time because it does is once again it is very painful uh you you know go around your face and surprisingly your face just kind of flops off and falls into your hands i am indeed surprised by that yeah who was the first person you would think of i mean this is all in the service of the dumpster so and he did love sushi So if you're thinking, who do you want to impersonate? If you get one hour, you would pick the tarpster? No, it's more of a tribute um, as I'm making the decision. I, I'll, gotcha. I'll go with, um, let's go with Charles Barkley. It's a recognizable Charles. So you think Charles Barkley, Sir Charles. Sir Charles. You think about Sir Charles, his revitalization of the Phoenix Suns franchise, it's the impact he had on multiple cities throughout the years, and how uh, you know his his post career, you know his post playing career, uh, he's a lovable American who, who speaks his mind. You know that's what a great Charles, what a great representative of the name. Did he ever really stop playing? Though? I mean, it's just he's playing in the field of life now. So. And what more can he ask for? So you think of Charles Barkley. You look in the mirror. You see just your exposed underface. You know what I mean? Just all everything. It's just it's grotesque. You uh you you try to like you use the muscles to blink where your eyelids would be, uh, but you soon realize that they're they're gone. Uh, you kind of look down. You see the face. Uh, the pain gets so much that just before you black out, you put the face back over your face. An undetermined amount of time passes, and you wake up, and you look in the mirror, and you are Sir Charles Barkley. You're the same size as him. You're him at uh, at this moment in time. So uh, you have one hour. What do you do? Well, I mean, first I crack a trademark Barkley smile into the mirror. You crack that fucking smile? Yeah, you get a feeling that the mirror itself smiles back at you, almost like it curls up at the edges on the bottom. I do feel like it did. Um, do I still have the footage uh, that the, the dear old tarpster took before he disappeared? Uh, yes, you do. You do have the footage. Okay, so I'd probably scan that footage just to refresh myself on maybe the last moments of that escape. So you uh. You sort of you sort of go back where you you walk down that that stairwell to the left of the stage, and you found those people chained up in the basement. You saw the look of uh, pure shock, pure fear on the tarpster's face as he told you that like he had to do something, you know. And it reminded you of like what a good guy he was. So like in this moment where he he has this huge story he has everything he wanted his first thought went to helping those people and it's uh it's you guys running through 
you're watching it from his perspective too and uh you hear hey tarp sir and you'd never picked it up before but this time when you listen to it you hear him go oh fuck and you see everybody just turn and they just beat the fucking shit out of him they beat him that his glasses get knocked to the ground you see people just lining up to kick him in the ribs you know it's uh it's a pretty brutal seven and a half minutes and you know in my newfound brave stance as, as charles barkley I, I have to wonder why i didn't maybe look at this footage in the intervening year uh, yeah it's been really hard it's been too hard and you've been sort of focused you've been fueling yourself every day on on getting revenge and uncovering the truth that's been the thing that's pushed you forward that does sound like me um well then let's i think i'm gonna go ahead and, and ride this wave of vengeance print out my Charles Con ticket, uh, and head on over. So you print out your Charles Con ticket, right? Yeah. You uh, you go up to the uh, the counter, right? You look at the ticket, and it has your fake ID's name on it, and it's not Charles Barkley. So you present oh, no. it. You present it to the like you, you you have it out. You don't realize it till you get there, and the guy who's like working tickets, Charles, he looks up at you and he goes, "Holy shit!" He goes, "Man, you're on like my top five Charles list." He goes, "Will you sign this for me?" And he pulls out uh, a pen and paper, and it's just like a bunch of signatures of Char different Charleses that he's gotten. Uh, so you're like, "Yeah, sure." And you, uh, he kind of like, he pulls, he grabs your ticket and he goes, wait, this isn't you. And you go, uh, yeah, I just, I just found it on the ground, but I'm Charles Barkley. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, you are Charles Barkley. He's like, I'll see if I can find this person. Thanks for giving me this. Somebody may have lost it. And he like radios somebody and tells them that, Hey, we've got a lost ticket. And, uh, the, they're like, okay, a Charles takes care of other Charles's hang on to it. like they're just super into the idea of like all for one one for all you know no Charles left behind almost called like one might say kind of so you uh you walk into Charles con once again very similar setup to the year before you got the ballroom for the Charleston only you got the history of the Charleston chew you uh you got the the VR center you know you got you know music stage there's just you know normal shit the same thing it is every year and you see that door to the left of the stage i mean they have been there if they're still there for a year is there any reason why i might not stop and try the vr thing out just you know charles Barkley. i don't know it's up, up to you what would you do yeah i think i think that's something he would do let's stride over and, and put those, those so panels. you uh you walk over to the VR booth. You uh, you pull the helmet over your eyes. You look at what you swear is a real live recording of Charles in charge, and like it's it looks it looks absolutely perfect. You feel like you're right there, right? Sure. It takes about uh, thirty five minutes. You know they get through. They don't show like all the all the bad shit you know they, they just have like the actual the actual cuts and some outtakes you know 
Cass comes out, bows. Sure. Some lady throws a pair of real panties at a VR Scott Bayo. He catches them in his teeth. Pause a bit. A bit is an understatement. <laughs> so you uh you get out of the VR thing. You kind of go walking around. You're uh you're looking at that door, right? Yeah, I think I've uh, at this point I've you know made myself part of the Trump's community enough that I can probably sneak over and, and jump through that door. So you walk over as Charles Barkley, NBA Hall of Famer, top fifty all time player. You're walking over, people are like Charles, 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 just taking up time. And uh you get pretty close to the door, and then you feel like this pain in your face. Uh you feel like uh, your face sort of fall off. You catch it in your hands because one hour has passed. You had one hour. Uh, you spent seven minutes rewatching the footage. You had to get to the con, and then you decided to watch a whole taping of Charles in Charge. That's going to eat up your hour pretty fucking quick. So you're almost to the door, and you revert back to regular old you. Your face slides off into your hands. You start screaming, uh, and you're in a Charles Barkley size suit, so it just falls around you. You're there totally nude, uh, bare, and somebody says, this guy isn't Charles Barkley, and then the Charleses just beat this shit out of you. Uh, they openly urinate on your exposed fe- uh, face. It burns so bad they they treat i mean they they you get beaten so they throw you down the stairs they uh they shackle you up in chains you look over and after probably about 45 minutes of just punches to the gut you're finally left there to hang on the uh just like against the wall you know you're just kind of like barely propping yourself up on the chains and you look across the basement and you see the tarpster and he looks at you and he goes you know you got a weird face, but you look like somebody I used to know. You take a you take yeah. a, a breath in to say it's me, it's your friend. I've missed you. I'm here for you. You take that breath in, and then you just fucking die right there. <laughs> you never get it out. <laughs> you die looking into your best friend's eyes. You were so close to getting him. <laughs> But you had to watch a VR version of Scott Bale's Charles in Charge. You prioritized that with an hour time limit, and you fucking died. The tarpster died when you died. He was holding on. He was just holding out, waiting for you to show up, and you fucking let him down. <laughs> you son of a bitch. It was a good episode, though. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for, uh, for Charles is everywhere. Yes. Yeah, well. Except for Scott Bale. Yeah. <laughs>